Hey, pretty lady, it's the weekend. Woohoo! Welcome back for episode number 51. I'm so happy that you are here with me. There's a new BFF in the house, and her name is Retha Nicole. She's a life coach and the creator of the Sunday Planner, which could potentially change your life. We all have differing ideas and opinions on how many of us manage our lives and households, and it's always good to explore new ideas. I myself am continuously looking to create new habits to help make my life flow smoother. Can I get an amen? Also, if you have not joined our community private group, we are your BFFs over on Facebook please do so. Go and request to join. We have a Bible study group meeting beginning February the 7th, and you will not want to miss this. I promise. We're covering the Women of the Bible Speak by Shannon Breen, and we want you there. We want you there, and we want your input in the conversation. If you can't join live, it'll be at 1230 Central Standard Time. If you cannot be there then, you can go back and watch it at a later time, but we want your thoughts and your input. If you listen to this show on SoundCloud, this is a little housekeeping right here. If you listen on SoundCloud, you will need to switch to Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or another listening platform. I have switched platforms and will no longer be loading on SoundCloud. So you will need to find another platform. Just go on your phone to the app store and you can download the Apple Podcast app if you would like. It's right there. It's probably already on your phone, honestly. I posted it in the Facebook group yesterday so you can see what it looks like if you want to go there and and learn more. Thank you again for being here. And right now, we're going to go and catch up with our conversation with Rita. I'm your BFF, Heather, and I'm also lucky enough to be the host of this show. I'm a perfectly imperfect wife, mom to four, ages ranging from 10 to 24. And in this space, you will hear honest conversation and learn to pivot in life to do all that God is calling you to do. We're in this together and we are not afraid to do scary things. Hi, Rita Nicole. Welcome to the show. Hi, Heather. How are you? I am doing so well now that I'm sitting here with you. This is going to be great. This is a treat for all the BFFs, Rita. This is going to be fun. Yes, yes. So you are a Texas lady and you now reside in Alabama. You went from heat to more heat. Very much still hot. (laughs) Stays hot long. I mean, you know, I'm used to it. I, I think... People will say like, do you ever get used to the heat? And I think, yeah, but you don't think you're used to it until you go somewhere cold and you're like, oh no, we don't do this. <laughs> yes, it snowed last year in Memphis and it lasted about a week and people were going crazy. They were so ready for things to go back to normal and get out of the house. That's we're just right. not used to it, are we? We're not used to that. We're not. We're not. Okay, so you have three children. Three, three boys. boys. Yes, three boys. And you are a life coach, a speaker. You have designed these great courses. I love your Sunday plan. I want to talk about your Sunday plan. Okay. So I... um. 
I am a mom of three boys. They are, this is a big year for birthdays in our house. Um, everybody has a big birthday this year. Um, I, they currently, right now, are 17, 15, and nine. So this year they go 18, which is huge, 16, another big milestone, and then 10. Um, and so they all turn a different age. It, it, it's gonna be amazing. Um, but I started Sunday planning um, when the oldest two were uh, three and five because uh, my, their dad and I were divorcing. And so it was very hard for me, quite heartbreaking. And I um, needed something to uh, get me out of that funk. And so I decided to do what I now, what is now a thing called Sunday planning. So that's how long I've been doing it. <laughs> um, but I started doing that where I would plan um, five things that would help my week go better. And I do them on Sunday night to help me. And so um, my first one was outfits. Um, Cause again, they were three and five. And so I could, um, plan out everything I was going to wear for the week, what they were going to wear for the week. And it just made my mornings better because um, that was one less thing I had to think about. Um, and then I also would plan, I would look at my calendar and think, uh, what do I need to know? And I was going to be a newly single mom. So am I going to need help this week um, because I'm working late or have to see a client late or something like that? Mm -hmm. And so looking at that and asking, engaging that help on a Sunday would really, you know, that really helps. If you're needing someone on Thursday and you're asking them on Sunday, you're more likely to get it. Yes. Um, so yes. I did that. And then um, I would do meals and newly single mom with two kids. I got a really tight budget. So that really helped me to look at what we have and what can I make and then grocery shop strictly from that list. Um, so that, you know, the worst two times you can go in the grocery store or when you're hungry and when you don't have a plan, that's when you spend <laughs> right. the most money. <laughs> or with a child. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I would do that. And then, um, and then because they were younger, I would do two things for them. So it would look like I would pack all of their lunches for the week, except for the sandwich. I'd do that the night before, but everything else that went in the lunch went in this one Rubbermaid container in my refrigerator and in my pantry. And I would just have to pull that out so that I wouldn't have to do that. The so morning smart, so smart. Um, so that's how Sunday planning started. And that's still what it is today. Um, the only difference today is that it's trademarked and we have products that now help other people. But for years, it was just me and a sheet of paper. And, um, and as the boys got older, I began to teach them that. And they only have to do three things because their life isn't as involved. But I still wanted them to pick their outfits out. Um, and I wanted them to look at their calendar like, that's such a big deal to me because I think the reason that we often have the Monday scaries or blue Monday and things like that is because we just let Monday happen to us instead of like preparing ourselves for the day. So they still Sunday plan, they do their outfits and they do, um, and they look at their schedule um, to see what they have. 
And that helps them for like tests and homework assignments that are due and things like that. So um, I've done it for that long and I love it. I live by it. When I talk to people about it and show them, they will say it's a game changer. It really makes a difference. And so um, we have products around it. We have the journal for those people that love to journal. Um, we have a Sunday planning journal. I created a notepad version of Sunday planning because I have boys who do not want a journal. Like they buy right. a notepad, but uh, <laughs> it's very good to write stuff down and get it out of your head. So I did the notepad because a lot of people will say, why would you do a full journal and a calendar and a notepad? And I, I just say, because I have boys and boys don't want a calendar. They like, do you know how many planners I have thrown away? Because I had high hopes of my boys using a planner. What? <laughs> Rita, I can so relate because I'm picturing we have four children. The younger two are 13 and 10 and they are boys. And I have suggested a planner in the past to my, well, almost 13, to my almost 13 year old. And he has wrinkled up his nose, but I think the notepad is doable. Yeah. The notepad for my boys, it's doable. Um, now they've been doing Sunday planning for so long. So they've evolved, but um, when we first started, yeah, that's the me creating the notepad was an um, homage to them because they would be like, I don't want a planner. Like, I don't plan that much. And they don't think that they do. They do, but they don't think that they do. And I think they associate it with girls and women and stickers and colorful pens. Mm -hmm. um, that's their mom, you know, so they don't want it. So the notepad works. The middle, I call my kids the big bigs and the little. So the middle guy, he uh, does the notepad. My oldest has evolved. He has a whiteboard in his room. It's divided personal and professional because I, I divided it and I wrote it. And I try to teach people how to balance their personal and their professional life. But he scratched out my pretty professional and wrote school. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. But that's where he's evolved to is like, personal a whiteboard and so he just writes it down but their outfits is second nature to them they just have done it for so long that it it just is a thing that they do um but yeah the notepad is what they do my middle writes down his things he needs to remember something he may need to tell us he's heavily in basketball and so he keeps all of that um down and on the calendar for us and and he does his outfits and so yeah it works Yes, I can so see that. Okay, as far as the outfits go, I'm getting really specific specific with you, but do you have them go ahead and get the outfits out on Sunday evening and put them in a certain place or how does that work? Or is it just written out what they're going to wear? No, they got to pick it out and um, they pick it out and hang it up different. In okay. their so different can mean something different. I have three boys. So different means something different for all three of them. You can only imagine you have more than one kid, you know how different they are. So my little guy, um, I planned his outfits. Not anymore. That was my gift to him on his birthday. <laughs> this is Love your it. new thing you will begin to do. And so he has this table in his room because he builds Legos. And so um, he puts his five on that table. Okay. Um, the middle hangs his five 
behind his door on, you know, a door hanger thing. Um, and then the oldest has a separate little space in his closet. Um, he has a nice size closet. And so he has a separate space in his closet that he pulls them from different places in his closet and his drawers, and he puts them right there. So they're all different. Okay. Okay. So now I want to go back to your meal planning for you. So I, I understand what you're doing, what the boys are doing. And I love that. I'm, I'm going to try to implement that with my boys. I think it's genius. Your meal planning, you said you do that on Sunday evening. You evaluate what you have in your pantry, what you need before you grocery shop. How do you plan out each meal? Do you have a system that you use or how do you go about that? So I don't have a, I don't think I have a system. Some people may say that I do. I just go meat, veggie side. Like that's it. I, and I, I mean, we're not on keto or anything like that. I just go meat, veggie side. So um, on a product that we have called a weekly uh, calendar notepad, it says it, it has a space for menu and it says meat, veggie side. Cause I just give it to you how I do it. I think that's the easiest way. Um, so I look in, a, in the freezer and see what meats we have. And, and then I think, oh, okay, yeah, we could have pork chops one night. Um, this week we had like this, we had chicken breasts already in the freezer. And so we had this Ruth Chris um, recipe stuffed chicken breast, um, which is delicious. Like you should YouTube that. It's so good. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we had that because we had chicken breast. But this week, all we had in the freezer was chicken breast and ground turkey. And so I said, okay, off the top, we're going to have, we'll have something with chicken and something with ground turkey. So we had tacos and nachos um, last night, actually. And, um, and then Monday we had the Ruth Chris stuffed chicken, but beyond that, you look at what you have and then you go, okay, well, I can do something with this. Then I know I need two or three more, um, proteins for the meals. And then the purpose of looking in your pantry is because you may have some box mac and cheese. You may have some potatoes, you may have some rice. And so kind of build it that way. But I look at, uh, the menus I do last, right? Because when I look at my schedule, I look at my schedule, then I get with the mister and he tells me what he has. And we look at the big calendar and the ours is in the laundry room at who has what, because it's basketball season for us and all three boys play. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bless so your that, heart. <laughs> so that means that like this week, we only had to plan three meals because uh, the other two days we weren't going to eat together as a family. We didn't know what people were going to eat because we were going to be in so many different places. So right. we do that too, right? Because there's nothing like taking the chicken out and then remembering that, oh, it's basketball. So nobody's here or I'm not, I got to go. So, so I look at the schedule before I do that. And so this week it was only three things we had to plan. Okay. Okay. So now back to you giving your son the responsibility of choosing his clothes. So what type of responsibilities, because I feel like Rita, that you have really good, what I call walking around sense, and you don't find that a lot anymore. I feel like that this is lost. I don't know where it got lost, but I really well, like that. It got lost in the busy. In the busy. I, yeah. I think, you know, 
UBFFs and Heather, y'all don't know me really well, but there are two things that I say all the time um, that you're, you'll resonate with immediately, which is we are more fake busy than we are real productive. And so I try to identify that all the time with clients in my house. Um, and I say to clients all the time, hey, listen, all of that that you just said to me is you being fake busy. <laughs> We're not trying to be fake busy. We are trying to be real productive. And I then I think it's another thing that I say all the time, um, which is on a product that we have this year is walk me through that. Like I look at my kids sometimes and I don't want to say that's dumb what you're doing. <laughs> I don't want to call it dumb, you know, but I think it is. And so instead of saying that and making my face look like that, I just say, Hey, walk me through that. How did you see that playing out? Or walk me through what your brain is saying that this is what you should do. I just want to join you in this and I want to understand. I love it, Rita. Because <laughs> Heather, really, I want to say that is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I, you know, I'm trying to love you well today. So I don't want to say that. Sometimes just I want to say something else that I can't say here right now on the show. <laughs> yeah. So I just say, Hey, walk me through that. And, but now like, listen, I've been saying that so long that now my kids know when I'm saying, walk me through that, they know oh, we thought this was dumb. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your kids, their responsibilities, that's what I want to talk about. Like, how do you determine what their responsibilities are? Because I love that you are plugging them in to real life. I see so many moms, I feel like that with our Pinterest world and moms, it's almost like they want to prove to other moms that they're super women and none of us are super women. None none of us can do everything, but I have a desire to be something so much more like I'd like to be bewitched. I don't want to. (laughs) And like, if I'm going to be like, if I'm going to have a superpower, hello, I want to be bewitched. I want to do what she does. I want to magically appear at somewhere. Like I'd like to be like, if I could be witch myself, we'd be together today instead of virtual. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I have no desire to be super mom because super mom is not going to help these boys when they get out of here and hear me well, I want them to get out of here. Like I love them, but (laughs) everybody deserves to be an adult. And so I want you to be able to be the best adult. So if I don't plug you in to use your words, if I don't plug you in in time, then at 16, 17, 18, when you should be ready to launch, now I'm teaching you laundry. Now I'm teaching you how to cook. Now I'm telling you that red and green is cute on a Christmas tree, but not in an outfit. Like that doesn't work. Like, what have I done? That's more work for me. And listen, (laughs) y'all know this. By the time they are 16, 17, 18, we tired. We are beyond tired. (laughs) Exhausted, Retha. Exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So just help your future self. You know, don't try to be super mom or the best room mom. Cause I'm not room mom. I'm not. So don't try to be all of that. Like what does your future self want you? Cause you're more than a mom. You're more than a wife. Um, so what does your future self want? And so every year for their birthday, I give them something different because 
future me wants that. Again, I said at the beginning, they are 17, 15, and nine. Listen, I haven't done laundry for these kids in so long. It's so refreshing. <laughs> I have not cleaned my own kitchen in so long. It's so refreshing. Um, I don't, uh, what else could they do? I don't clean their bathroom. Oh my God, who wants to do that? Like, <laughs> I don't even want to, do you know how many times I've said, walk me through why the urine can't seem to make it in the toilet? Like, Amen, Rita. Hey, I, I don't even want to walk in the bathroom, the boys' bathroom. I don't even want to go in there, much less clean it. So <laughs> I don't. So I don't want to do that. And so I don't. So at different stages, you live with them every day. You know what they can handle and what they can't. And so give them something to help them. Uh, the oldest boys at six and eight um, began doing their laundry. Um, I took the time, it took me 45 minutes to type out every single step. I walked myself through it because sometimes we do things and we're on autopilot, but I literally walked myself through it by washing a load and I wrote, wrote that down and I wrote that down and I wrote that down. Then I typed it up and got it laminated at Kinko's and I put it laminated and blown up and I put it really big in our laundry room and, uh, and they do the, they've been doing their own laundry. Now, why did that come about? That me giving them something on their birthday came about because we are having a full meltdown on Sunday because you need to plan your outfits and you got to find a purple shirt. And mom, where's my purple shirt? You never do laundry in time. Where's the purple shirt? Uh, I'm out on it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on all of that. <laughs> I don't like Red <laughs> Ribbon Week. I don't like any of it. I'm out on all of it. So here is my gift to you, laundry. So technically the six-year-old, he probably got laundry too soon, but <laughs> I was over it. Like, you know, he can read, so work together. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. What do they say? Peace out. So uh, Rita, I love this. I love this. Now, what do you say to, because my children have always had chores. I am a seventies parent. I grew up in the seventies. I parent like the seventies. Yeah. I try to parent like my grandparents did. I think that they, they knew what they were doing. It's just, it's gotten so crazy now. And children, now I've had, I, my girls have gone off to college. One has graduated. One is still in college. I have seen the effects of roommates who are not prepared to live away from their parents. And yeah, me too. I, in college, I, um, I had guy friends who could not wash clothes and don't cook anything that they eat. Like, don't. Um, so that's one of those things. And we all have said it like, Ooh, when I have kids, this is not going to be a thing, you know? So that's, that's what that was. Like, that's that coming to real life. Is that like, no, because boys are different and it's horrible that as a society, we don't expect them to cook. We don't expect them to do laundry. Like the domestic things aren't really expected, but when a girl leaves home, she knows how to cook. She knows what clean means. She knows the difference between cleaning and straightening up. Boys don't. Um, and she, she knows those things. On the flip side to that, 
when a boy leaves home, he knows how to, he knows where the oil is in the car and how to look at it and go, does it need to be changed? He knows how to change a flat. He knows how to put the red and the black on the, um, for the battery to jump a car and girls don't. So I don't have girls, but if I did, that would, you know, we'd all learn the same thing. So, you know, um, I have a list now that I'm, I have a little list that I'm running, like, do they know how to fill out an application? Not necessarily for a job, but for a bank account. Uh, when the doctor's office gives you that long piece of paper and tells you to do this, they do it now. I, well, listen, <laughs> when they turn 16, I gave them their doctor's appointments. I don't go anymore. Uh, you know, the routine appointments. And, you know, some moms may look at me and go, oh my gosh, she just doesn't love them. No, I love them a lot. And so they're going to have to go. And what, when they go to the doctor at college and you want them to look stupid then? No. Right. Right. Well, and that, what is that quote? It's not what you do for your children. It's what you teach them to do for themselves that makes them successful. I'm a huge believer in this, Rita. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I'm a huge believer. So what about, what would you say to the mom who, the child is saying to them, why do I have these chores? None of my friends have these chores. John doesn't have any chores because, you know, sometimes there's some children that don't buy into contributing because you are a family member and there's some resentment there. What do you, what do you say to those moms? Um, I say, you know, walk me through what they do at John's house. You don't know. And you may know that he doesn't do chores, but he may do other things or he may do nothing. And that's okay for them because it works for them. But over here, the luxuries that you have, the cell phone that you don't pay for, the car that you don't pay for, the 55 inch TV in your room with a gaming system and a desk that you don't pay for, the amount of clothes and sneakers, high price that you receive that you don't pay for. Um, those are all luxuries. And so it could be a trade-off in John's family. I don't know. And I don't care. <laughs> we, I'm not responsible for John. And listen, this is, I've had this conversation with my kids, you know, like they, um, when it was time to decide curfew, you know, my son was like, man, 11 seems early. I said, for who? Who's it seem early for? And so he was like, I'm just saying in general, I was like, okay, so in general, in the world, 11 p.m., is, it's pretty late. The news is off and we on late night TV. So in general, it's late. So then tell me who's it late for when you say that. See, like those things, they aren't, again, they aren't smart enough <laughs> to, to go that way. And we typically don't go that way. We typically get very frustrated with them and say, right. You know, well, it's what I say and blah, blah, blah. And uh -huh. I mean, I could do that. And I do sometimes, but in those instances, I just want you to think. So I do the walk me through who it's late for. I'm, I must've missed that. Who, who is it late for? Right. Okay. So what about the child that is resentful because of the the jobs that they were asked to do. What about that child? Where would you like to live that you don't have to do anything? Tell me where that is. Where is that? <laughs> a 
because I want to go there. <laughs> not only do I want to go, I will pack both of our bags to go there. Because where is that place? We are all responsible for something. And this life that you get to live with very little responsibility is because I shoulder most of the responsibility gladly because I love you and I want to. But at that cost, there will be a time when you will have to leave here and then you will shoulder some responsibility. So right now, I am teaching you to learn it in comfort because you could very well be on the road to learn it in discomfort. What does discomfort mean, mom? Well, you could live in a studio apartment that is trashy and in a bad neighborhood because that's all you can afford. You can get said apartment and not know how to even make rice or cook eggs to feed yourself. So then the little money that you do have is going to eating out instead of buying groceries because you don't have a choice. You could you know, live in a place with roommates to, and then they could do the cooking so that you could, and you do the laundry. Oh, wait, you don't know how to do that because your mama <laughs> did it for you forever. And you're depending on someone other than Jesus to wake you up in the morning when alarm clocks are still being sold at Target and on Amazon, and you could wake yourself up and learn what it means to wake up in a timely fashion and be able to set the course for your day instead of waking up by someone or yourself and being on 10 as soon as you wake up. Why do that to yourself? Set your clock for whatever time you wanna wake up. You design that. You know what time you need to be here. You know what time you need to be on the bus, what time you're, you're gonna drive yourself to school, what time the first bell rings. Back into what time you wanna get up because I'm not doing it for you because you gotta learn that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. so just about setting them up for success the right way. Absolutely. Because we all, that's the goal. We want them to be successful. That's yeah. the ultimate goal. So, okay, we've covered what you do on Sunday evening, how you prepare. What would you say to the busy mom during the work week who are, and I want to know with your clients, how do you walk them through the week with these busy moms? You've prepared, you have all your systems in order. What is the biggest issue with your clients during the week that they go, oh, Rita, I really need your help with this? I think the reason that you may need more help or your schedule keeps getting in the way is two things. One, you are totally unaware of your capacity. And so usually when you're unaware of it, you're over capacity. And so that drives overwhelm, that drives a ton of fake busy, um, that drives you doing way more because you don't have time to tell somebody how to do it, all that. Then the second thing is you not knowing what success means to you personally or professionally. You haven't defined that. Mm. And so you are going with what your industry says success looks like. You're going with what your foundation, meaning your parents or grandparents told you success should look like. But what does it really look like for you? That's you know, good, Rita. That's good. 
Yeah, because this is the only life you get. And this isn't your mom's life. This isn't your boss's life. This is your life. And so a lot of times, let's go back to that first question you had about uh, what about when your child is resentful or um, talks about somebody else's house. That's what's driving that is you are looking outside of your house with trying to decide what success looks like. But here's a newsflash for you. Them people in your house, they ain't like nobody else. It, it just, it is. And so when you're looking at other people in the industry that you're in or in other people's home life, they don't have the things that your husband has or that your kids have. They may look like it, right? Just like a visual for you would be 2020 looked like 2021, but it was a little different. <laughs> you know, they were a little different, you know? Yes. It, was, it was like they were twins, but a lot of stuff was different about them. And so the same goes for careers. And, you know, I say a lot personally and professionally, it, yes. it's different. And so how do you handle the difference? Well, you've got to define what it is for you because at the root of it, you are different. We are different than our parents, the good and the bad. We're just different. And so a lot of things we can take with us, but then we should change it to fit us and our family. Same thing per professionally. There are a lot of things about the industry that you're in that fit, but then you should change it for you and how you work. Yes. Yeah. That's good, Ratha. That's good. So, okay. Are you a vision board person? Because you speak about defining success. And I know that you work with your clients to help them define what success will look like for them. Are you a vision board lady or? So, Okay. <laughs> Y'all aren't going to like this, but no, I'm not. Um, I, I like to write the vision. Um, I, I think casting your vision is, is crucial. Um, and so my clients know that I want you to cast your vision um, with the people in your world quarterly. Um, so that looks like having a uh, kind of a business dinner conversation with your spouse and talking about what's on your plate this quarter and what that looks like. And then, you know, a little bit of where you're dreaming and you'd like to head, put a plan to that dream and things like that. I think that is very important. Um, so if you do it in a visual way for a vision board, that's fine. But I think what happens with vision boards is it loses the practicality behind it. Um, and I like for clients to not lose that. So if a client says to me, hey, Rita, I did a vision board, I say, great. I want you to write out what that board looks like. And then let's put some uh, realistic timeframes around it and some practicality behind it. So that's the only reason that I don't do them personally is because I do write it out. I like to write it out. And on the professional side, I cast it out to my team and say, this is, where I, this is where I think we're headed. And this is the road we're on this quarter. And this is how I think we would like to get there. And then personally, I do the same um, with my husband and say, here's where I am in business. This is where I think I'm headed. And this is what that will look like for our family. Are we good with that? Do we need to make any changes? 
Should we slow down? Should we speed up? How does that look? I like that because you're not just jumping up in January and making a pretty board, slapping it on the wall and walking away from it until the following January or, you know, just glancing at it occasionally. I like the idea of visiting it quarterly with your team or with your spouse, family, and kind of see where you are. Yeah, because sometimes we're running a race, right? Professionally, we are running to get somewhere. And um, often our uh, spouse may not know where the heck you're going and why are you moving so fast? And they don't know how to help you in that. And then that's where resentment can come into the marriage of I'm doing this and I'm working so hard. And he's like, well, I don't even know about that. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so I do an exercise on capacity and I talked about it on, uh, the podcast that you heard me on don't mom alone. And a lady sent me a DM and she did it. And she asked her husband if he would do it and he was willing and he did it. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I did not know that much was on his plate. Like (laughs) what the what, right. (laughs) So that was really helpful to her. I I mean, you know, I don't know what it was for him, but for her, it was very eye-opening to see all the things on his plate. Um, And so what could that do for someone's marriage to know where each person is personally and professionally? Yes. Be a game changer. A total game changer in, in every area of your life, every area. Rita, I cannot thank you enough. You have given us so many things to think about today. I hope and, so. This was great. And talk about, I mean, I hope that you'll come back and join me another time. This has been whenever wonderful. Yeah, whenever you want. There's so much, I think, you know, on the life scale of things that we could talk about and get better in, there is a lot. It can go, a conversation can go many different ways. So yeah, whenever you want me to. That'd be great. Okay. Will you please share with everyone how they can get in touch with you and see your products? Okay. So Instagram is my jam. I love it. Um, and so I'm at Retha Nicole on Instagram. Um, and Nicole has an H in it. So it's R-E-T-H-A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Do you do show notes? You're probably. I do. I do. So, uh, that's where you can find me, um, on Instagram. Um, I build community through a text community. Um, and so uh, Heather will put that in the show notes where you can just text the word Sunday planning um, to uh, this number, which you don't have to write it down. She's going to put it in the show notes, but it's 404-737-3143. And I send three texts a week there for like a tip, an encouragement, a question to ponder. Um, something funny. And I pray a lot, a lot, a lot. And so I pray for those women in that group. It's about 200 and in there. And so I do send a prayer out um, whenever the spirit leads me. And then once a month, I do a class for that group. Today, actually, I'm doing a social media class for that group, social media 101 at two o'clock. So it's a really fun group. I send a newsletter out. So all of that you can get there. And, um, and then you can get products and all of that. So you can follow me on Instagram. That's where we let everything loose. And you can send me a DM if you question anything or want to think further about what I said here today. And I answer all the DMs. I send the text. Emails and stuff like that, like that's not me. That's my team. But Instagram, that's me. 
Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is great. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at LifeCoachBFF. And also, we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.